0: You have a filter turned on in the video settings.
1: Uh, you might want to uh, uh We're trying look. to, we're tr- can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, the- it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live, it's not, I'm not a cat. Do you know
0: if Adam and Eve ever had a date? I
1: probably don't want to know, but just tell me about it. No, they had an apple. <laughs> they, they had an apple. Uh,
0: okay. How about this one? Did you hear about the bedbugs who fell in love?
1: No, I didn't hear about the bedbugs who uh, fell in love. Tell they're, me about it. They're getting married in the spring. Hello
0: everybody. This is Carnival Personnel and I'm Jacques.
1: Uh I'm Biff. I don't know why I'm here. But sure yeah.
0: Hey! Because it's Let's go! It's the day after Valentine's Day, and I can't think of anybody I want to spend this time with but you. That's why you're here.
1: Of course. Did, did you have a good Valentine's Day? You know, Valentine's you know, I've been married for you know over a quarter of a century and um so, you know, we have the married couple Valentine's Day. is like, yeah, what do you want for Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah, well,
0: You know, I, I, I've learned, you know, I haven't been married as long as you, but I, I got kind of close. But I've lived with a few other women in my life. Uh, when they say that, you know, they don't really care about Valentine's Day and you don't have to get them anything, it means they care about Valentine's Day and you have to get them something.
1: We, we, we well... So the one thing about Valentine's Day is that in my homeland, Valentine's Day is a day in which the women give to the to the men, which is super convenient on Valentine's Day. But then, of course, you know, it, Asian culture is all about kind of the uh, re- reciprocating, and so March Fourteenth is called the White Day, and the White Day is when the men have to give back to the women. So the way it works is that. Uh, as a general rule there is an exchange rate so the guys get off super easy on valentine's day because they don't have to do anything they're on the receiving end but like if you're like you know if you receive a gift from say your girlfriend on valentine's day you're expected to give back with a gift that is worth like say you know 10 to 20 times the, the value of the whatever your girlfriend gave you on Valentine's Day. So, so when
0: you say don't get me anything, you really mean don't mean, get me Don't get me anything. <laughs> you know, our, our good friend JT will tell you, never miss an opportunity to build up some DC, some domestic credits. With yeah. with us, with Valentine's Day, uh, there was a skit on Saturday Night Live. You can find any skit on Saturday Night Live on their website, on YouTube. You can't find this one. And we saw it like 15 years ago where the whole premise was, oh, it's Valentine's Day. You can get her a bear with a heart. Nothing says I love you more than a bear with a heart. And then as the commercial went on, it, it, it extrapolates out that you can get them at a gas station and convenience store It's it's the worst stupidest present. So on Valentine's Day every year I get a good half dozen of these bears nice. with a heart and just put them around. It's it's our it's our ongoing thing. But um There you go. But yeah, so so Valentine's Day we you know and of course you know we have the boys, so it's like I have to get a present for them to put in the cart that they make for mom and then have to get them stuff. But, but it, it was great. It was great here. So next week, I'm really excited about the sideshow that will drop next week at this time. Um, Biff and I just spent over an hour talking with a Roblox programmer um, named Besh. Truly. Fantastic.
1: I mean, it was you know, one of my very, favorite very ones. Enlightening, done. Very enlightening. And there's a, it's kind of like a nerdish kind of a subject but I think it was a it was a great description of what really happens in that you know in not just in his industry but just in you know just gaming in general it was a great conversation you know it was it was fantastic and so just now biff has taken over controls
0: of our facebook page which oh, I, yeah. I will be honest yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, I don't know much about because I'm not on the book face, but I have been trying to be more active on Twitter. Twitter, with, with the podcast, I should do more to get it out there a, as much as I can. But Twitter hasn't been that much of a fun place to be up until about two months ago. And so yeah, now, you know, now it's better.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I should do a little bit more rather than doom scrolling for uh, anyway. Yeah. So I'm done with the doom scrolling. I think I have to you know put a little more effort in It's funny
0: because I was on today and I saw um Bill Gates it was a promoted ad where Bill Gates is selling his book about you know what you can do to help like you know climate change, and I took the opportunity to say, Well, you can try to buy Bill Gates's book or our recent guest on the <laughs> on Carnival Personnel was Dr. Salwich and his book is free and here's the episode. So I'm trying to do that. But at the same time, I gotta figure out which by the way it will be in there, but Biff is Isn't I gotta figure out the story of your life? It's so true. Uh, to Biff is Biff at Biff plays hockey on Twitter and the I don't even know the Facebook page. I think it's no, it's just by name, right?
1: So, but it's the carnival personnel is the, is reading really the Facebook page, right? So, and
0: yeah. then and then you know, um, um, carnival podcast on Twitter or the Jacques Four. So, yeah. I, I am trying to be more active, but I have to figure out how on Twitter to block words, just because a lot of people who I like, who I follow, can't stop talking about WandaVision before I get to see it, or can't stop talking about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League that I think comes out in like 28 days or 29 days, and not that I don't like these people who want to follow them, they just can't keep posting. They can't help themselves and and not be posting. It's like, no spoilers, but look at this picture of this bad guy that I didn't know was going to be in his cut, you know? So,
1: so I will tell you. So, like, you know, in general, I don't really care about half of the, that kind of stuff. But I will say this: I, in general, it'd be nice if people kind of could refrain from posting stuff for, let's say, you know, kind of maybe give it a week right, right. before I start posting stuff. Right? I, I forget. Yeah. Who, I forget who it was. There was
0: maybe it was the Russo brothers with Endgame, and it was after two weeks they lifted the moratorium. They're like, you know what? You're it's right, been right. two weeks. You can yeah. you can talk about yeah. it now, but they they asked people to to, to specifically you know uh, not talk about it. What I do want to talk about is this is I think only one of two recordings we're doing February, and it is Black History Month. I will be honest; I'm pretty excited that the Harriet Tubman 20 is being fast tracked by yep. the Biden administration.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It
0: was it was to go into production in 2016, and then Minuchin put a stop
1: to it. We won't. I'm shocked to hear that. Why would they? Do we such won't
0: a- get into why. No negativity. Uh. Is this for, I'm looking forward right now with this, but honestly, the boys and I were watching, you know, a program talking about it, and then we watched, you know, a mini documentary on her, and it, it is. It's something that is just so long overdue. Of all the people that could be being replaced. On our currency, <laughs> yeah, you know. I think the, started- the guy
1: <laughs> whose painting was on the back of the uh, the office of the previous uh, president, maybe is that what you're talking about? One of the worst human beings ever, you know. So well, I, maybe I wouldn't go that far, but among the presidents, you know, maybe not. You know, in the th- you know. So so I am I'm, I'm
0: really excited that that's being fast tracked. Of, of all the things that are going on. You know, when Biden came in and he said, you know, I want my administration to look like, you know, the country does look like and, you know, and it's it's not a little thing like that. Yeah. That is not a little thing.
1: I, I'm not here to defend Biden because there's a lot of people who will. There are detractors and so on, but. I am really heartened by some of the positive progress, right? I mean, Amen, the people yeah. that he has, yeah, the people that he has, assu- you know, that he has appointed, the people that he has surrounded himself with. And then, you know, the message he, he's trying to send. I mean, you know, it's easy to go ahead and go back and rag on his track record. And there are things that are worthy of questioning. I get that. But in the end, I think we're making progress, right?
0: Show me show me somebody who's in their mid-70s who hasn't said something 40 years ago, yeah. that uh, out it? of context. Yeah. But, you know, what? what's amazing is how many firsts this administration has, you know, when when Yellen becomes, like, the Treasury Secretary, the first sure. female. And she's yeah. like, yeah, it's great, but it's kind of sad, you know, that I'm the first. But I don't want to detract from that. I just want to stay yeah. on that, that I truly am excited that the, the Tubman thing, that... I I actually thought it, it was something that had moved forward and I was kind of waiting for it to come out yep. and, and then it didn't but now we know why anyways it is and
1: I really really hope they can make it happen in the month of February. Absolutely. Well, you know, I guess you know, rather than to put a timestamp on it I'd like to see, you know, I want to I want to be able to hold that Harriet Tubman 20 in my hand, right? That's really where, when it comes when it comes down to That's it. when it matters. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, what, what, once it's concrete, I think that's where it, it to me, it really has meaning. So uh, I'm not too concerned about the, the kind of the symbolic timing of it as much as let's get to that point where it's in my hands.
0: Amen. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get permission first from a friend of mine. I'm about to give a shout out to to see if we can link something to my Twitter or our Twitter and the Facebook page. But I want to yeah. give a shout out. Uh, Joe and I have a very very good friend, a couple, Steve and Floor, and they have this just incredible son, Hayden, who I think he's four you know, apologize if I get the H wrong. Hayden has, you know, come out of the gate being thrown some pretty hard curveballs. And they posted the other day, I don't know if they posted or just sent Joe and I and another one of our friends this four minute clip. He's had close to twenty plus surgeries and like I said, he's just been riddled with challenges. And they did this little four minute clip showing him going from the struggles to you know, walk in the different stages of walking with, you know, different devices and, and, and aids and therapy to him walking his dog down the street. And it was one of those things that you see on Twitter with people you don't know that, you know, it just makes that liquid like come streaming out of your
1: eyes like yep, Niagara Falls. That's amazing. Amazing. And yep.
0: I, I honestly, I've, I've been in the hospital and seen the kid. I've I've seen the pictures when he has to go on these trips to specialists in Philadelphia. As, as much as that kid has had curveball after curveball, I don't think I've seen a picture without a smile It starts at one ear and goes to another. And he is the most, like, infectiously warm and happy entity on the planet. And his parents, honestly, it, it's, it's what, what, they, what they fight through and fight for every day. It's it, I said it. I've said it before, but there are there are true superheroes that live among us. And yep. seeing, you know, Hayden's progress and seeing what Steve and Floor go through. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I have I have several times stopped myself from. God, I'm having a shitty day. Why doesn't this work out? Like you know, and it's like, dude, you know, the challenges that I face are just so insignificant to the challenges this little guy faces and he faces them with just this infectious smile so I'm gonna ask if they're okay with us posting it but I know floor and Steve listen to the podcast so I just want to let them know it's like it is probably the most inspiring thing that's hit close to home because I know the kid and and I've seen you know the progress but when they put it in a four minute clip. Honestly, Biff, it's
1: just Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I mean it's you know when you it really makes you know it it really is a time for self-examination for for all of us, right? I mean, you know what? It's it's a time when I tell myself, you know, shut the hell up with your whining, you know, and let's let's let this superhero push us past all of our little, you know, minor you know, challenges and roadblocks. I mean, you know, I I think you you said a great, you did a great job of uh, describing it. It it really is, you know, about people like him inspiring the the rest of us, you know, to be better, to do better, to, you know, to work harder. I mean, yeah, absolutely. We did lose a hero this week. The great Larry Flint is no
0: longer with us. Larry Flint's health has taken a turn for the worst, which on one hand it gives you another new impression to do on the other hand dude i really thought he was dead like I, like he hasn't been in the news in a long time and it's like oh he's not already dead
1: first of all i didn't I didn't know that you could use great and larry flint in the same sentence without another adjective being in there in between but that's just me i mean Okay, can we just move
0: on? No, he's a First Amendment hero. I mean, yeah, yeah, court, You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, look, look. Honestly, my my childhood, my my formative years were made a lot better by his product, and I'm and I'm happy <sighs> to. Uh, to say, Uh, you know, he's up there with the angels right now, or at least Hugh Hefner somewhere. Look, I don't want to make it the Joe Biden is the greatest thing ever show, but did have it on the rundown that 200 million more doses of the vaccination has been secured, which, like the Harriet Tubman 20, man, that's great news. Two, how how hasn't that been lined up already?
1: (laughs) Well, listen, you know, there's going to come a point where we have, and I think this happens with every administration, right? I mean, the current administration is going to have issues with whatever the previous administration left them. And so this is just yet another um, example. But what what I do like is there is uh, a sense of cohesion there. Certainly, uh, Dr. Fauci's responses since the uh, inauguration has been very different. And, you know, he's been, I mean, he's been courteous about it, but we clearly see where he stands. And so I you know I just want to get to a point where we see that the uh, federal government is really leading a charge and then just and not just pushing it out to the local governments you know they have a challenge because uh, the initial plan had pushed everything out locally and to some degree they may have to uh, take back the reins I don't know what the answer is but I do know that I am encouraged by the level of activity that the federal government is exhibiting in terms of dealing with this pandemic.
0: you know it's gone from the doom of oh my gosh, we're losing hundred people a day to 200 people a day to you know thousands a day and now the news cycle, it's still happening. it's still awful. We have a long way to go and a short time to get there. Um, now that song's playing in my head. but as of last week, I think last Wednesday, Thursday and Friday we had three consecutive days of
1: two million people vaccinated in the country. And when yeah, he- I mean you know, you know the numbers are the numbers and I think I think one of the challenges that we and we've seen this people have a hard time understanding the numbers, right? But so I think the where the this administration will really be able to demonstrate success is really seeing how things really truly start to open up and things are opening up in somewhat of an arbitrary manner right now and we'll see what the outcome of that will end up being but i think that having a kind of a, a national direction to try to manage this will help granted that they can't do everything and they're not allowed to do everything and this is how this country is built so i get that but just as a general rule let's let's see if we do kind of see things really change for everyone in terms of opening up and, you know, all of those things that, that are, we're struggling with right now. I mean, when he said
0: 100 vaccinations a 100 de- 100 million vaccinations in 100 day people said it's not possible now they're thinking you might do 150 my thing is i know we got a long way to go i'm really hoping i i'm really hoping to be out actually in the room you're recording now i i hope i'm spending some time there come uh, august like i'm hoping that part of the summer covid is at a place that i, I i'll feel comfortable putting you know the boys in the car and doing another cross-country trip, and if we do, if we have, you know, 200, 250 million vaccinated by then, is is that enough? I, I don't well, know, yeah, but yeah. trending in the right way.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, and let me know when you're coming to L.A. so that I can plan my trip to New York. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. More room for me. Uh, so – you know, my biggest accomplishment this week is management and I finished watching the boys on Amazon Prime, and I don't know if that's come across your plate yet.
1: It's season two, and season one was good.
0: Season one yeah, was good. Yeah, keep, just just
1: keep talking because you know what? I'm wa- I'm watching Japanese girls rock on YouTube exclusively. So <laughs> it, just, it, just it, keep talking. It's you know, it's it's if if the Justice
0: League were owned by. Um, Jeff Bezos, you know, kind of thing. It was it was in season two was a really, really hard watch and we were ready to jump off. But there's eight episodes or nine episodes. And after episode three or four, we're like, well, let's just see how it turns out. And it turns out great. Uh, The other thing in in TV news that I want to talk about is uh, uh, some shakeups over at Disney or Disney Plus. Uh, I guess (sighs) uh, other other than Grogu maybe not being on the Mandalorian next season. I I hear there's some other cast shakeups.
1: Yeah, you know, apparently, you know, just some of the the stuff that it it really goes back to there are some people who need to watch that 10-minute segment uh, put out by Herm Edwards. I know maybe you're not a fan because he's a former Jets coach, but his don't present um, speech to the NFL rookies is really something that... Really should be extended to a lot of other people. And once again, this was a quick case of don't press send. And I, I, I and I take it you're talking about Gina Carano at this point. I but.
0: I am. And and look, she's it's amazing that on one hand you got you know Pedro Pascal who has just been this champion of everything on the on the right side of humanity. He, he has a his sister, who he's been incredibly supportive of. Um, He has a trans woman, you know, sister. I, I hope, I hope I'm saying that right. But going back a few months, he put he, him next to his Twitter handle. And on Twitter, she's like, what the hell is that all about? And he explained it. And she was like, yeah, that's stupid. I'm not doing it. You know, that's one of those Hermit word things. It's like, you're entitled to that opinion. Maybe... Maybe pick up the phone and call him or talk to him about the set, but maybe not put it out there that you're going to blatantly say, oh, inclusion and recognition means something to a group of people there that I'm not part of. Ah, fuck that.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, listen, listen we're, we'll, we'll end up talking for the rest of the podcast, and maybe this is a, is a sideshow that we need to have with somebody more qualified than we are. But the bottom line is, is that tweets like that, to me, are really driven by, you know, a a form of hate. Yes. And, you know, and and when it comes down to it, if you're punished for your hate, you know, for your expression of hate, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's like, you know, we talk, a lot of people are, are, especially now are talking about, you know, these fluffy words like unity and reconciliation. You know what? It's really the hate that has to leave. And so a person, you know, maybe losing their job, for their super public expression of hate. I know to what degree, I mean, why should I feel sorry about that? I mean.
0: No, and, and what I what I thought was funny is the people who are out there pushing the hate agenda, nobody, nobody It's what I love is how come I have to keep hearing from these people how much they're being silenced because, you know, you, you seem to be able to get your message out there of hate. Right. And, and, yeah. when, and, and and wait, so you're telling me I'm a festering bag of shit and I press mute so I don't hear you tell me I'm a festering bag of shit and you're mad because I'm pressing mute because I don't want to hear it. And I love how, they, you know, there was that hashtag that went around like cancel Disney Plus, you know, on, on Twitter that they were trying to get trending. And I guess she signed a production deal to produce and star in her own productions, which is a dream come true and she signed that production deal with like Ben Shapiro who I think does a podcast not much bigger than ours out of his mom's basement it's like yeah you're going from Disney plus anything down from Disney plus is a drop off <laughs> you know don't try to sell this is a good opportunity
1: yeah absolutely
0: you know, well yeah. And, and, and while we're talking Disney plus i'm surprised with all the you know on one hand the parks are all shut worldwide and all this stuff but They've made up the difference in Disney Plus. They have. They and the fourth quarter, the, the numbers just came out the other day. Disney actually turned a profit. I think they're the highest subscription like streaming service. They have like
1: $95 Well, million. why would they be right? I mean, you know, and, and, and to their everybody. credit, to, to their credit, I mean, they you know in terms of mature, they have great material. But I will say, and uh, and I'm going to cut you off a little bit here. But uh, one of the things that did happen is that uh, as part of their acquisition of everything they bought a studio called Blue Sky which is known for like i mean they're really i think best known for Ice Age but Blue Sky will be closing their doors i have a i have a friend from hockey that uh is, that is uh, uh you know works for Blue Sky as uh you know he does kind of the animation special effects kind of stuff and it's you know it's really the <clears throat> i'm not an in- industry in- insider but it is kind of um, disheartening to see a lot of this happen. Um, one of the things that that same friend posted a while back was that the, uh, the special effects company that won an Oscar for the Life of Pi, by the time they, the Oscar was given out, that company had shut down. Because, wow. you know, it's because you know, part of it is money, right? But part of it is, is that these studios are bottom line driven to a point where they want to get, you know, they're essentially want to cut down on the costs wherever they can. So there there's great talent in this country. There's great talent in North America, but they want to ship it out to you know, offshore uh, resources to cut costs and stuff like that. So, you know, those, those end up being a little bit disheartening. Well, speaking about shipping
0: offshores, I actually reached out to Biff this past weekend. Yeah. I said, Hey Biff, um, you know, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to become a better person. So, yeah. can we use the opportunity of getting together sure. every couple Fridays and you and you drop some knowledge on us about the yeah the, yeah the language from the homeland?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, just let's. I mean, aside from like, say, food products, and you know. Things that might appear on adult websites. You, you probably know very little about the Japanese language, as you mentioned. Uh, let me start off by just making just just real basic words. Like, there's a the Japanese word for this morning is kesa. Can you say kesa? Kesa. Yep, yep. So you know, so I, that's you know, it's a basic concept, right? You know, this morning kesa. I did something. I, I did something this morning kesa. So m- maybe you'll do some certain things every morning. So every morning is. Mayasa. So can you say Mayasa? Mayasa. Okay? Now can you say kissa again? Kissa. And can you say Mayasa? Mayasa. Now can you say this morning every morning? Would that be kissa mayasa? I'm not <laughs> going to fucking kiss your ass you fucking <laughs> asshole.
0: Is is, is, that, is that is is that the actual <laughs> translation?
1: Those are actual legit words. Actually, I have to give my uh, give credit to my one of my high school classmates, uh, who actually taught it to me, and we used to, you know, say this expression all the time. Where you know. Whenever there was something that was, you know, uh, giving us consternation, we will say this morning, every morning, and we all knew that that translates to kesa mayasa. But you know.
0: it, no, no, it, it's it's of all the things to start with, with with that, because I, I yeah. did. I said to Biff, "I'm like, can can we learn Japanese words that are not dirty that sound dirty?" W- when we lived in the country, you know, Qatar, the Emir sister, who's this fantastic. Philanthropist. She has built the Louvre of the Middle East, this amazing museum, you know, in, in Doha. She created the Doha Film Institute. She's always in Forbes as like one of the hundred most influential women. Her name is Sheikh Mayasa. And every yeah. time I go to introduce like, you know, I I will tell people it's like, okay. I want you to say it four or five times before you say it to somebody else and get the giggles out. You know, let's get the giggles out now before I actually walk you into this room to have a meeting where her I, name's going to come up.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, the, I, I I don't know if it's an, an, an unusual if it's an unusual or a common Indian name, but I came across an Indian name where the last name is Ratchet, and I'm thinking, okay, sounds like Ratchet, but okay, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm
0: it, sorry. You know, and it's funny, when we were just talking about inclusion and and, and putting he, she, or, you know, he, him in in your Twitter handles and stuff, I actually am trying to grow. And as much as I love walking into the locker room at F&H and and saying to our friend, Guitar Center Scotty, um, hey, what's a Japanese word for bukkake? And just every single time, he puts his head down and just shakes like... Do I have to go through like like you with my opening jokes? But I am all serious, all seriousness. I'm trying, and I won't get there. But at least I'm trying to be a better person. I started a couple weeks ago a little a little club to with a few stand up people like myself who can't you know are are amateur stand ups who can't get out to open mics. And, you know, we're we're rehearsing our materials and helping each other's punch up the jokes. A few of the people have been guests on this podcast. Our friend Sam, who's the expert on all the DCCW shows. Our friend Jenna, who is an amazing author. Um, you know, Joe was in it. And I'm trying to work out this bit where I talk about my mother-in-law, who I absolutely loved. One of the fun things about my mother-in-law is, you know, she met... My wife's father, who I, I never met him, but I guess he sounds like everybody else in the movie The Departed, a group will hunting, who taught my wife's mother English when they met in Seoul, Korea, which gave the world the greatest broken Asian accent, Boston. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you got to do that. And so I'm working out of the bits bit. like I explained that. I'm like, and i love to do that voice for you right now. And as I start to do it, I'm like, but I would cancel myself. <laughs> if I, had, you know, <laughs> I said, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, it's cool. My wife's Korean. I can get away with it. If you look like this, no, nah, no, nah, you can't. So you're just going to have to imagine, like, Matt Damon and Jackie Chan, reading something together. <laughs> you know. Uh, we're trying to work that out. But no, I I i want Biff to come every week prepared with a Kissa Mayasa. My, am I kissa, saying it right? My Kessa. Kissa.
1: Kessa, Kessa. My Like like like,
0: like like almost like the rapper Kessa. Okay.
1: Uh I am Yes, no? I am old. And uh, I don't listen to, you know, hip hop so uh, Kessa yeah. Mayasa. And uh what what else is going on in the homeland these days, Biff? You know, so I you know last time I revealed that this week in crime in Japan, and I have a choice of three, and I don't know if have you looked, did you look at the link that I sent you? I love, like last last episode
0: or two episodes yep. ago in the regular one when when Biff was going on about okay this crime they thought warranted a full reenactment. So I'm watching a couple of the clips and I'm thinking, I know animation has gotten quicker and cheaper, (laughs) but the levels that they're going to show what I assume is a reverse pickpocketer,
1: like the, the guy putting notes into purses. That is correct. So we'll go with the, that is um, an actual 33 year old man that, uh, that was arrested um, for stalking. And so what he would do is he would, he he would actually slip in notes, you know, unbeknownst to you know to these young women, um, leaving his line ID and it said, and basically saying, and I, it, it literally translates to if it's not too inconvenient for you, please contact me. And then he would leave his you know line the the app line ID in there, in hopes of getting them to contact. But in some cases, you know, he kind of Follow them a little too long, and, and some women noticed it, and he was reported. And then, upon review of surveillance cameras and what, you know, whatever, whatnot, they decided, yeah, this guy was stalking, so he got arrested.
0: I mean, how many women are we talking about that he pulled this little stunt with?
1: I, I actually, you know, this has been going on since 2019. So uh, it's kind of in the order of, you know, like 20 ish people that, you know, that that this has been happening with. It, 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 the the thing about it, there's kind of two parts to it. Number one, the level of stalking is following plus slipping in notes, which obviously is horrible, right? But the fact that, but he got arrested for it, and the fact that this is like essentially on that day, this made top three on the the this Japanese the Fuji Network News's website as the most accessed. The most, you know, uh, reviewed news story of that day. So, yeah.
0: So, so many questions. So many questions. So many questions. Uh, first one, um, what, what what was the success rate? Like, are there any women who's like, yeah, Yo, you know, I, know you'll be,
1: I, I I know you'll be shocked to hear this, but it seems like the su- success rate was zero.
0: You know, because
1: it is it's one of those things where
0: you can and and I I've had buddies who had the confidence to do this can walk right up into a bar and and walk up to each and every woman's like, hi, my name's, you know, my name's Patrick. You want to go home and fuck? And you're talking a lot of drinks thrown in his face, a few slaps and a few. Yeah, let's do this. I like your confidence. You know, But this, on the other hand, is like, who would look at that note and think, well, When did he put it in my bag? How long is he following me? Do I know him? You know, how it would scare me. It's like, uh, I'm going to use the line from Groucho Marx. I, you know, I refuse to take part in a club that would have somebody
1: like me as a member. Yeah, right. I mean, I I guess the bottom line is, though, like, so for one thing, it's not funny, but I've I've actually uh, known of stalker incidents where both, you know, a combination of people that I actually... No, and that turned out being stalkers, and also, you know, friends of mine being victims of stalkers. But I guess ultimately, in the end, I don't understand the psychology of the people where they think that this behavior will lead them to this person thinking that I want to spend time with that person, right? So that that's the part that I, you know, I I mean, in in this
0: dude's head, does some chick like that? They end up hooking up, they end up having right. a relationship, and then someday right. their little kid says, You know, Papa, how did you and Mama be? <laughs> you know, well Hi. you know, I saw her, I followed her for several city blocks right. and then I didn't have the courage to talk exactly, to her. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know it, it's whatever. one thing for the for the children growing up who's like, Yeah, you know, I I met your dad on the casual encounter section of Craigslist and hey, you know, things worked out. <laughs> you know. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so I I would like to post – like I don't know, even know how to post those links, but we should definitely post those links. Well, well I'll,
1: I'll what, post it. You know what? I'll, once you post the episode, I'll post a retweet with the link and then – with the explanation. And then – and obviously people will not you know, necessarily be able to understand the news story, but – it's like, yeah. The, and you know the, video's great. Now, the, other... the
0: video I got, I, I just couldn't tell exactly what was happening, but I right, love right. the fact that they had a reenactment. They had the the CGI right. reenactment, and then they had the woman on the street interview. Now, were they talking to actual women who would happen to, it, or were they just randomly asking people? No, women? no, no, no.
1: They, yeah, so there was at least one woman that they talked to who was. Uh, who did you know was the lucky recipient, right? But so and you know, I do have two other articles that I did, I did you know post. So we'll go ahead and say you know what we'll we'll call these the things that didn't make the podcast. But yeah, the other two are you know, um, so just quickly, one of them is is uh, is a, a kind of a road race driver with a creep factor, you know. And so I'll just leave it at that. The second Wait, one, did, did, did he start? let's let's just we'll just leave it at that right and i'll just post it on the on the twitter right and then you know reenactment (laughs) there's not you don't need the reenactment because the victims uh uh, videotaped kind of the whole encounter so there is this creep factor on it so i'll I'll put a little bit of narrative on it uh and then the second one uh, that of the you know the you know the missed the uh the podcast is the uh Story about uh, a, a a gentleman who um, robbed a convenience store, which is not that unusual. But the kind of the funny part is, is that he happened to choose the convenience store that is attached to the building that he lives in.
0: <laughs> so, so you know, I'm lazy. Now, I, I I I'll, I'll say just, I'm right? lazy,
1: but. I'm just saying that, you know, it, it, it just puts the word convenience store. You know, it's just a new level of convenience yeah. that, you know, it, you know it's uh, applying is, is to that he, term. Is he,
0: is he a, a Japanese gentleman who thinks all Japan Everything Japanese- is Japanese! Is crime in Japan! <laughs> thinks, thinks everybody looks the same over there, so they won't notice him? Is he, is he one of those people? I don't know. Like, how, how
1: do you think you're going to get away with this? And, and so, the, the, I think the difference between the U.S. and Japan is is that, despite the fact that you know, you know, people that look like you seem to think that people that look like me all look the same, people in Japan that that essentially commit crimes tend to get caught. Well, that well, that's what
0: I'm saying. I'm saying, did the guy? Does that guy have that perspective? Does he have the you know the round eye? asshole westerners view that oh yeah we do all look the same i'm gonna get away with this or does he have the clark kent superman thing is he home watching superman thinking oh no, all i have to do is put on this pair of
1: glasses and no one's gonna tell it's me no no let's look look basically it's just bad planning right (laughs) criminals get caught because of bad planning you know
0: this is just one of them. This crime wave in Japan segment, I am a huge fan of. Because, like I said, it was fun to watch the reenactments. And, and yep. I'm sitting there thinking, how much money did this news organization put into this whole
1: CGI? Bottom line is that they have to tell a story. They have to tell a story, Jacques. And the stories are important. So uh, I don't want to dwell on the you know
0: yep. awful... We'll talk about some of the awful stuff here. So this week is the second impeachment of the former occupant (sighs) of the White House. And honestly, I'm just going to quickly – I did not know, and and we have a really good friend who's a a prominent lawyer, and we're going to have to get him on. I did not know that a jury can comprise of co-conspirators. I did (laughs) not know that. Until this case, I didn't know – that oh wait a minute you can drive the getaway car and be part of the jury yeah. pool. That's interesting because honestly, I truly mean this. One third of the GOP should be on trial. Yeah. At least one third. There's only a handful of people who've come out and said, you know what, this is really bad. It's bad for the country. It's bad, and and some of the people that I'm listening to, some of the talking heads. I listen to the BBC a lot when I when I go to bed at night. Sometimes I just look i like british voices and it's always yeah, nice yeah. to get a different perspective and when there when the eyes of the world are saying are they really going to let this happen i mean is this really okay there and i want to scream no no it's not it's just a very small group of people who make it seem like it's okay but
1: right 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 yeah so i mean listen you say that and the fact of the matter is this is part of the process right i mean the the reason why it's it, it's like this is because impeachment specifically is not like your regular you know trial right so I get that but in the end, do these people I mean the fact that they look you know bad outside the. US I mean do they even care Probably no, not, they don't right? they don't right they don't right so I mean so all of that stuff is almost you know almost sadly mute. I, I think the real question to me is is that I I, I guess I don't understand, The what's in the head of people who think that what happened on January 6th is like not horrible. It is really one of the most horrible things that I have seen domestically in this country in terms of something that is self-inflicted. Okay, so not Las Vegas shooting bad, not Parkland bad, but it could have been potentially that bad, right? I mean, the casualty numbers were bad, but not Las Vegas no, bad. No, they're but not Las that, Vegas
0: bad. They're, right. they're
1: not the Pulse Nightclub bad. So
0: but by the total the, of death, it's not yeah. as bad. Yes. But the thing is, it's yeah. it it's who 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 called the coat red? That's what's bad. And the fact that, you know, where these marching orders came from and and who was part of putting this right, coup right. together and the fact that the coup is still trying to overthrow democracy, that's the thing that's awful. It's like you know, it, what was interesting about the presentation, and gosh bless them, it's like these, these house managers who are trying this case, if, if this was a real case, it would have been over already. They would have already said no miles and not got off the map. Yeah. What I liked, which was awful, and I shouldn't like it, but one of the interesting things, they showed in real time. And we knew we'd see it eventually, the body cam footage and the security footage from the Capitol. This is what was happening while this is what was being tweeted. This is what was happening while this is what was being said. You know, in real time, you're seeing how it was egged on and encouraged. What I wish the House managers would do or would have done, and I think it's too late because they're not calling any witnesses. All the people in this past summer who are GOP people, and I don't even want to mention their name, are they're screaming about, NFL players kneeling, and this is what you said about somebody kneeling, and yet this is what you're saying about people hanging Confederate flag in in the Capitol. This is what you were saying about Black Lives Matter's protest, and this is what you're saying, you know, this this was your Blue Lives Matter take last summer, this past summer, but yet, you know, 12 Capitol Police have either died, been seriously wounded for life, or you know have been disabled like you know we're not going down the list of it but i wish the house impeachment manager said okay mr you know whatever this is what you were saying about blue lives matter here's a Capitol policeman beaten with a flag pole with a flag still on it how do you look at this and say yeah i'm okay and and then and the thing i think it was ted lou i think ted lou from your beloved hawaii yep said no if- no no ted,
1: ted Lou's a california guy
0: is he california Yeah. Okay, I thought he was Hawaii. But Ted Lieu had said he's not afraid of the former guy. He he doesn't want to bar the former guy from running again because he's afraid he's going to win. He wants to bar the other guy from running because he's afraid he's going to lose. Because if he loses, he's going to incite this again. His whole life, that gentleman, that festering piece of shit, has... When he didn't win an Emmy for his reality show, said it was rigged. When he lost Iowa caucus, said it was rigged. Before the 2016 election, he said if he didn't win, it was rigged. So no matter – if he's allowed to run, his fan base will do this again. It's one of those things, if you let him slide on this, he will do it again. And, and I don't think there's a sane, rational person who doesn't say, yeah, I think you're right.
1: Um, yeah, I- Yeah. And, you know, and I do want to go briefly go back to the point that you made in terms of the jury work with the defense. I I think one of the things that was really disheartening is Congress uh, person tweeting that they felt that they were not in any danger and their office is next to uh, uh, AOC's office. But then you look back at their Twitter feed on that day and they say, you, you know, um, security issues has has me evacuated from my office to this outside. So this person who on the on the insurrection day tweets out that, oh, my God, I had to leave my office because of security concerns, now come back and say, oh, yeah, I wasn't in any danger at all. Yeah, you weren't in any danger because somebody so, you know, bailed you out before you were actually in real danger. So, you
0: know, we know, so we know there was a couple Capitol Police who were in on it taking selfies in this, who have been Absolutely, relieved of yeah. duty. A couple of them killed themselves, and I have a right. feeling they probably killed themselves because they knew they're going to be going to the Gray Bar Hotel. Like, evidence is going well, to come up. We don't, we don't know,
1: but... Yeah, let's not speculate on that. But right? I will
0: I mean. say, there was that... There were several heroes. For every one asshole, yep. that place was filled with heroes. Yep. Um, uh, Goodman, the yep. officer... Well, it turns out, he was a hero a couple times that day. Absolutely. You Absolutely. S- so we all know the footage where he gets the horde to follow right. him, yep. but there was also <laughs> other footage that just came out and it was capital footage, like security footage from the yep. cameras all over the Capitol. Mitt Romney was running towards yep. the crowd and, and yep. he's running away and he grabs Mitt Romney yep. and just and turns tells him, around, him yeah. to, ru- to turn him around. around yeah. it, it's yeah. like, you know, and that's why, and maybe that's why Mitt Romney is, is being a human being and saying, look, look, we're well, causing this yeah. we're making this worse but that got Goodman
1: honestly yeah, I mean I mean I don't want to give Romney too much credit because no, I mean no, hey but... he, did, he did he did vote for impeachment last time right I mean he he was the breakaway guy right but in the end he did say that you know I look forward to you know thanking him you know when I see him right I'm mean, certainly going back to Goodman obviously somebody who really needs to be recognized and and this is the kind of the disheartening thing right like he's not recognized by the person who was the sitting president at the time for acting in in, a, in this heroic manner, because obviously, guess what? This guy was probably doing something that wasn't helping that sitting president's cause. This guy, this good one.
0: It's like absolutely to, to, to see it twice. Absolutely. So, so we'll move on from that awful. You know, uh, I think I think it's going to be safe to say this next clip, which is a self indulgent theater from the carnival personnel's vault. Featuring our beloved Joe. I haven't decided Joe! which one. Right? Uh, but it's always a highlight. I'm not sure which Joe. one this is going to be. I can just guarantee this will be the best three minutes of the podcast. And probably, probably yeah. the best three minutes yeah. of my life. Maybe that's a self-indulgent theater. And if so, enjoy the self-indulgent theater. Or um, this is all being in out.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's talk for two hours straight and then not have any record of it. Genius! What an idiot. Shut, Shut up, up. Richard. <laughs> no, wait, it's got to be your bull. I mean, you have derailed. <laughs> Shut up, Richard. Boy, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> Look, what he's trying to say is our brake pads are really awesome. Now, let's just say you're driving along. You're driving along. You're driving along. <laughs> Tired in the road. Whoa, that was close. Now let's see what would happen if used one of the other guy's brake pads. You're driving along, driving along. (laughs) Kids are yelling in the back Daddy, we want to go home. Shut up. (laughs) Truck tire. (laughs) I can't stop. (laughs) I'm on fire. (laughs) Meat wagon pulls up. (laughs) Coroner comes out. Oh my God. New guy in the back's puking, All because you wanted to save a couple of bucks. Now don't you think... Get out. Now! Do you validate?
1: I'm prepared to go forward with it. I'm here live. I'm
2: not a cat.
0: I won't elaborate as much as you might think I would. I will say I'm very happy for Tom Brady. I I love when the greatest Okay, point you is- know what?
1: Just just you've talked enough about Brady. So let me talk a little bit Please, from the standpoint of and the reason why I say this is because number 1 um one of the things I will say about Tom Brady is that I I don't understand the hate and the disrespect that he the, the that he gets i i expect you know everybody in the afc east to maybe you know hate him in a certain way maybe some of the rivals fans to hate him in a certain way but if you look at how he's treated in contrast to how you know joe montana was treated uh, that's the part that i don't get because uh, all of the stuff that they said they say about brady in terms of oh yeah his arm's not that good and montana's arm is right i mean so so i think in in one way you know so there is something about um his personality i guess or something that sets people off in a negative way to me i mean this is the one thing about it is that i it still blows my mind that people still question him as anything but the greatest quarterback in the Super Bowl era. And and I qualify it only because I can't speak for the, you know, what happened prior to the Super Bowl era. But, you know, I told you when Tom Brady won his fifth Super Bowl that this in my mind clearly makes him the greatest quarterback in the Super Bowl, you know, you know, as that I know. And obviously, he's won a couple of Super Bowls after that. So, you know, th- I think that's where I start. And the other funny thing is, is that you should look up the uh, ESPN footage of um, Stephen A. Smith walking by one of his coworkers who who bet on Casey, lost the bet, and had to come in wearing a clown suit. So that's I don't know if awesome. you've seen this.
0: I, no, I will look. Look, yeah. it's, it's a couple things. When you say in the Super Bowl era, right, no, we, we didn't see Otto Graham play and all those people play in the 30s, 40s. It was a different sport. It's truly, you can't compare Milt Schmidt, you know, to, to Sidney Crosby. Right, right. You know, completely yeah. different. You can just say there was nobody from that era that dominated as long. Jim Brown 100% dominated for the nine years that he played. I mean, nine years yeah. that, that Jim Brown played – he was just dominating. I mean, but, but I, I, think, totally. I think the, I think 20 the years difference is, of dominance. I
2: mean,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, the, it's not the years or, or anything as much as like, I you know, I think without us, me being there, even if it was only nine years, right, the level of dominance, all that stuff, I can't put a context into it, right? I can't, I couldn't have seen what was happening at that time and, and then see what I've seen firsthand right now and compare apples to apples. And, I'm, and this is not a knock on Tom Brady at all, as much no. as to say I don't think either one of us is qualified to say but that.
0: The, the football world lost, you know, a great Marty Schottenheimer, who's been yeah. a staple. I, I will tell you, he's somebody who always got a bad knock. He was always, always a bridesmaid. He had a decent p- career as a player. Yeah. Uh, he had a really good, you know, career as a coach but he was, he was one of those guys where he would finish first in the conference, first in the division out in the first round
1: time and time again. Well, I I think he had a, he had a great chance uh, in, in this one phase with two cast off superstars when he coached the Kansas city chiefs and he had both Joe, you know, Joe Montana and Marcus Allen, I think on the same team. But I just remember, you know, and I I always liked Marty Schottenheimer from the standpoint of, you know, this was a guy who, he, you know, he wasn't a BS guy. And it, it kind of, you know, I kind of rooted for him from the standpoint of he's he's that he's that kind of the sad guy that is comes close, but just doesn't quite make it. You, you kind of root for him, you know,
0: so. I was at his last NFL game as a coach, and truly, wow. yeah, wow. Well, and and I remember it, and and I've talked about it before on the podcast. It was 2006, and it was the second round of the playoffs. So the Patriots had to play a wild card game, and then they yep. come out to San Diego. San Diego was 14 and two, and this was Sean Merriman's either rookie year or his second yep. year. Yeah, 14 and two. They are. Not manhandling the Patriots, but it's a slugfest. I I would have to go back and look at the score. Either way, the Patriots were down by four points, under two minutes left, and it was fourth and forever. It was literally four and 12 from their own 40. And and Brady throws a pick. It's over. It's literally, if the ball hits the ground, it's over. The guy who picked it off, if he steps out of bound, it's over. If the guy picks it off and, and goes to the ground and gets, you know, touched, yep. it's over. But he tried to run it back. Yep, yep. Got stripped. By, got yep. stripped. Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name. It's Brown. And um, two plays later. It's in the back yeah. of the end zone, yep. and then it's like, "Oh, Martin Schottenheimer can't win the big game." It's like, "Oh my God, he won the game! He <laughs> literally won that game, except for the fact that a bonehead cornerback had to be the man, had to yeah. make the yeah. pick and run it back." And I did, as a Patriots fan, I loved it. But looking back, and then when I was, you know, doing reading up on him, when I saw I passed away the other day, I was like, "Oh, that was his last game." I mean, he did he did win a championship with the short-lived. Oh my God! I think I wrote it down. Um, I remember that football league in like like 2010, 11, and 12. It wasn't I mean, AFL. No, Arena wasn't football the ex, No, no, it was, XFL. It wasn't the XFL. It was like the United States League or something yeah, like oh, that. Yeah,
1: right. right okay. It lasted
0: like three years. You're he, right, he won right, a yeah. championship. Players liked him. The media liked yeah. him. He was a good coach. He's in the Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Fame you know, we coached for 20 years. He just, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, I mean, hey, and Charles Barkley not that good. He never won a championship. What? Listen,
1: listen, <laughs> look, look uh, at any given time, right. So for the last however many years, one out of 30 team gets to win the championship. Right. So from that standpoint, it's all, it's, you know, it's a hard road. Right. I mean, people kind of forget that. And so, so I mean obviously that makes the Patriots you know accomplishments amazing as is any other team that have won these multiple Super Bowls you know during this time but you know it is it is so hard to you know in any league where you have 30 teams or whether it's 20 teams now 30 whatever the case may be the odds if you look at it it's it's pretty tough you know the the amazing thing Again, you know
0: uh, you know about the pats or any team that has longevity in this era when the Canadians did it in the fifties and in the sixties, and when the Yankees had all yeah. those- ch- there was no free agency you know they well, they, they owned it, your yeah. rights forever, you know there was well, no leaving teams yeah. or you so know
1: Yankee Yankees is one thing because not only did they not have free agency, but you know everybody wanted to play for the Yankees, and then the Canadians had. a a separate advantage because they had control over essentially the entirety of french canada so no no french canadian could go to another team without being rejected by the canadians first right so there's these other you know so like if that rule still persisted hey guess what mario lemieux is a canadian gilbert perot is a canadian Raymond Bork is a Canadian, Dion, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. All those guys are Canadians, right? So, so, I, I mean, so you talk about, if you look at it just strictly in terms of numbers, right? If you look at the Canadians streak, the Canadians went to the finals for 10 straight years 10 straight years that they were in the finals
0: in, in, in a six-team league yes it's the same thing with the celtics look i'm not just saying that about montreal when the celtics won eight championships in a row eight in a row 10 and 11 years unbelievable i think it was an eight-team league so let's yeah. move on to video games i have nothing to add in video games except next week we have a full sideshow with a video game producer um
1: Wait, wait, before we go to the uh, yeah, yeah. video games, could I, yeah, super quickly, just... please take all the time you want. No, no, no. I just want to talk about. There's a little bit of a mess with COVID and hockey. Oh, right? yes.
0: Please go ahead.
1: Right. And so we've had some cancellations in the NHL. Don't care about the NHL cancellations. What I do care about is the cancellation, you know, of this uh, of the Isabel Cup. I believe it's called the NWHL Championship ended up being canceled because of COVID protocols, which is super disappointing. Uh,
0: you got Spe- me fo- You got me following that. Yeah. And, and it was amazing to watch how much they were posting and the clips yeah. very vibrantly. They ended up having, I forget how many thousands, like, going yeah. into the... They, well, they were in a bubble, though. What happened?
1: Well, they weren't in a true bubble uh, in, in the way NHL was. So, um, in the end, on the teams, whether it be coaches or players... You know, we're kind of interacting with non-bubble people, you know, people, but I mean, that's its own thing. It, you know, it was a challenging situation and it's the reason why I'm just really disheartened by this is because uh, this year uh, NBC Sports was going to show yes. the playoffs oh. and, you know, so they were going to get that national exposure and that was canceled and that to me was really disappointing. And then the, there was another secondary non-COVID-related uh, aspect that was really disheartening, which was this battle between this website that I don't want to mention, but let's just say it might be something that you might sit on if you were in a drinking establishment and the NWHL. And a couple of years back, you, you, you kind of spoke briefly about how this, uh, this company sponsored uh, a towel during the Boston Bruins playoffs. And you know how that created a, a, a ruckus, and there was this internal struggle where uh, the uh, the Metro uh, Riveters were being, you know, w- had connections to this website, uh, were somewhat being sponsored by this website, and players were promoting this website. At the same time, you know, people in w- within the league, including the league commissioner uh, herself, is basically speaking out saying that you know the misogynistic content of this website doesn't align with our values. And so there was this inner struggle within the league. And so, you know, it was one of those situations where, the, where it came to the head was the CEO of this uh, website who happens to be a woman posted this uh, website, basically kind of doing this highlight of, you know, uh, kind of like this, almost a victimhood to things to kind of rag on what the NWHL was doing which was followed by all of the followers of this website bashing the MWHL saying, yeah, they should be kissing down to this website for giving them the exposure. And ultimately, I want to highlight one player named Saroya Tinker, uh, who is a Canadian of African descent that spoke out about this, despite the fact that her team was openly courting this uh, website. But I want this to—I really want this to be, you know, kind of cleaned up by next year. And I'm not putting it on NWHL, and and I am not going to rag on the website either because I know that they've done a lot of good. I know that they've done a lot to help, especially the restaurant industry. I know they have a, a, a fundraiser to help the restaurant industry. So I'm not trying to demonize this website, despite the fact that I personally will not give them any of my clicks or my money or anything. But ultimately. I want this separation to be clean, and I don't want the N- NWHL to be uh, hurt for it. Because I think it is an important league uh, you know, for women and for girls.
0: Yeah, I don't know how, what the not true bubble is. I, I was looking forward to that. They were up at Lake Placid, I believe. The, right, right. They were at the uh, – the, yep. Do you think the – before we move on to the video, just I'll ask quickly. Do you think the NHL
1: goes to a bubble for the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I think it, that I think that's going to happen only because, um, uh, as we're seeing now, we're seeing uh, can- well, postponements of games. Yeah,
0: the Bruins and had two games postponed last week because of the Sabers outbreak.
1: Right, uh, Sabers. Um, I mean, you know, Vegas, Minnesota, uh, uh, Buffalo. As a result, Buffalo actually was very unhappy about how they got to their uh, protocol because. Uh, you know, possibly it came as a result of the New Jersey uh, uh, infection. So, just considering all of these uh, things coming in, uh, unless every player and every official is uh, is vaccinated prior to the playoffs starting, I think that they'll end up being in a bubble.
0: And we'll see if Tuukka will join the Bruins if they go. Well,
1: in the you know, and I'll say this: uh, the one thing that is that might be helpful this time around is that. They've already done isolated play, right? Because the way they're doing it, they the playoffs are going to be so. Uh, so, from that standpoint, maybe that'll help, but we'll see. So, yeah. video
0: game, I have nothing to add this week, except again, next week's show is a side right. show that's all about you know the other side of the games, the, the programming side of the games, and I'm psyched about that. And maybe next next podcast, I'll have a review of the Oculus because my Oldest guy got that, and I Ah, do want to play Beat Saber. ah, I'll admit I want to ah, put on my Jedi outfit and play Beat Saber. I don't feel any shame or remorse throwing that out there because I think anybody who knows me would say I'm a liar if I said otherwise. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Are you watching anything, Biff? You got any recommendations for the fine folks?
1: Well, this is an old one, but um, on Netflix, I'm watching Demon Slayer, which is an anime series. And actually I started watching it a couple years back with my son and then it just, something happened and then I stopped watching it. But um, to give you a sense of demons, I don't know. I don't have a context in which, in terms of how big it is in this country, but Demon Slayer is a monster in Japan to a point where they broke box office records this past summer in the middle of a pandemic. So it, Demon Slayer is an absolute monster in Japan and I'm watching the series and so to some degree it's formulaic uh, the Japanese uh, storyline typically has the convergence of genius and hard work it's, it's kind of different from the American one where it's a guy with no talent with hard work that succeeds that, that makes the story but you know, in the Japanese context, it's very common to have the the talented guy, but also the hard work to essentially uh, achieve greatness. And this, part of the story is that, but there's a lot of great storylines on it. Pretty graphic, so, you know, not really recommended for kids under 12, maybe. But um, I, I think the story is fantastic. Uh, the uh, animation is fantastic. Um, and I personally watch it in Japanese, so I don't uh, they, have. Uh,
0: you do answer my question before I was going to ask. It, is it subtitled in English, or do they have voice yeah, it? Over yeah, yeah. Netflix,
1: can... yeah. Netflix has all the options, so you can watch it dubbed. You can watch it subtitled, or whatever. Uh, subtitled is, I think. I mean, in general, I, I, subtitled stuff is distracting. But I just watch it in Japanese, and it's kind of you know.
0: So on the U.S. Netflix, you can. It has the that's option. I yeah.
1: oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um yeah. speaking of so, what are you
0: old, watching? I when when you said old, a couple, you know last week, i'm I'm scrolling and I don't know how it works in your house. Well, I know how it works in your house. I know who calls the shots. Same as who calls the shots at my house. And yeah. there's maybe four or five shows we are watching together, and then there's four or five shows that I want to watch, but then when management sees it, it's like, oh, I was going to watch that, too. Wait for me to watch it, which means I'm going to get to watch it in two years. So I'm kind of limited sometimes when I can watch. And so um, I'm just scrolling down HBO Max, uh, like, last week. And I'm like, oh, you know, I never saw this movie. And I like Will Ferrell a lot. And I'm like, you know what? What the fuck? I I literally had a couple hours. And so I watched uh, The Other Guys. Which came out like 10, 12 years ago.
1: Don't remember it. Okay. okay.
0: Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock are super cops, like
1: over the top,
0: (laughs) super, super cops who end up getting killed in the first like 10, 15 minutes. And then there's two groups of people who are trying to fill that gap. You know, Will Farrow, who's partnered with uh, Mark Wahlberg, and Mark Wahlberg is this angry guy who wants to be a super cop. And Will Farrow just loves paperwork and doesn't even want to, you know, leave the desk. And then it's the other people who who are their competition is Rob Regal, and I'm blanking on who his partner is. But it's another. Oh, oh, I see him. I see him. Uh, not who created the show in Living Color?
1: One uh, of one of the one of the, uh, the Wayan brothers.
0: Yes, yeah, and, and and so they're the other cops, and they're good cops. So Will Farrow wants to be a desk cop. He's very very quiet. And one of the and it had so many running jokes through it, like the most beautiful like uh, women in the world, like literally the most beautiful throw themselves at him. And Mark Wahlberg can't believe it. It's it's a really it's a really awesome bad movie, but it's supposed to be a bad movie. You know what I mean? I mean, it is funny. And then, oh, because you like this, you might like this. And I'm like, gosh, I don't remember the movie. And again, it's 10, 12 years old. Um, 30 Minutes or Less, stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Danny McBride. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Dude, everything he does is fucking awesome. Like, like <laughs> everything, everything. There's, and It doesn't matter if it's the Royal Gemstones, if it's, you know, East Down and Bound, if it's Tropic Thunder. And this is one of those movies where it's 90%, 75, 75, 85% predictable, he plays the same character, but he plays right, right, it right. so fucking well. So, I, I did. I've been watching these 10, 12 year old movies, highly recommend it. You know, they're just you, you, you're not watching Citizen King, <laughs> you, you know, you, you, you're not watching, you know, all the president's men. Uh, but but it was with all the tense stuff, like I said, the wife and I just finished off the boys on Amazon Prime. It was nice to have just fluff things blowing up, stupid, funny dialogue. You know, uh, it, it was it was great. I, I, I highly recommend both of those. I, I watched the English version, just to be clear. I just I watched the English version you know, with Japanese oh, subtitles. But, lovely. <laughs>
1: just, lovely. Just, and what is your parenting tip? My parenting tip is to make sure your child eats the same stuff that you do. And the context of that is that my wife is your classic American meat and potatoes, you know, uh, eater. So she doesn't like the exotic stuff. Um, I've actually developed my child to eat the wacky stuff. And so today I had a meeting at, uh, at noon, but there's, there's this uh, kind of a well-known uh, food truck called the Kogi truck, K-O-G-I truck. And so the food type people will know, this truck because it is a kind of a groundbreaking uh, food truck, but they were parked uh, today uh, at a new location, not too far uh, away from us. So I told the son, Hey, the Kogi truck is in La Crescenta. And I, and he goes, Oh, okay. I'll go get it. And said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So, yeah. So by having a child that eats what I do, I'm able to have him uh, get me the, uh, the, the Kogi truck goodness and, that's what I say, you know, train your ch- children to eat what you eat.
0: That's that, that, you know, I've, uh, I've done that where, where me and the boys are very, yeah, but caring. you eat
1: Morning Star Farms.
0: Yeah, but it's great. And actually the, the oldest guy has got into, you know, trying to cook and, and get into baking. He's been making these beyond, beyond meat burgers, yep. these hamburgers. Yep. Those are good. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how good his burgers are. And I mean this, and, and you might really appreciate this. I don't use any condiments, and I'm a nice. big condiment freak. Yep. And the fat, yep. and, and when, and when management came home the other day, and I told her, you could have knocked her over with a feather. I mean, he really is getting into it, and it's great. No, I get. So my parenting tip is, you know, it doesn't matter where your parenting tip comes from. Don't be afraid to take it from a different source. So we're in lockdown. Um, our boys do remote learning. Our whole town does remote learning. It's snow. We had a real snowstorm. So we really don't leave the house much at all. And so it's funny. I was talking to management about, you know, our, our, our oldest kid can't spend his whole life going from his bedroom to the kitchen and back maybe to the living room. But that's, you know, that's his whole you know, circle, you know, I mean, I mean, he, might, if you had, you know, a, I,
1: I, you know I, I really appreciate that because, you know, like where I live, it, you know, it was freaking, it never got out of the sixties today. You're such a dick, but, it but, was, you know, if, so he, if he had an
0: Apple watch on counting his steps, there are some days I don't think he does 500 steps and cause he can only play games on the weekend, which he would then have to go down the stairs. So we, so management had told me, it's like, Oh, you know, in ready player one, the kid, like set his game so he you know he was on one of these unidirectional treadmills it's like yeah he couldn't start the game until he you know was on the treadmill (laughs) for so long And and we have a treadmill so we told him it's like look there's no gym class You know, he's not an athlete, but like, there's not only is there no gym class, you're not going from math class to science class and having to go up a flight of steps or down a hallway or get off the bus and walk from the bus to the front door of the school. So here's what we're going to do from now on. For every two and a half hours you play, you got to walk. You know, for thirty minutes on this, and that's you, cool. You know, and you got you got it at least do a mile and a half, yeah. so so you can't. Yeah, that's do it. cool. So so yeah. that's our thing, and and honestly, the idea came from you know Ready Player One. So yeah, you know, you know, yeah, it works, right? It works. So that's- I think this is the first episode I almost finished without mentioning All Star Tommy. I, 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 <laughs> I I'm I'm actually going down the list and I'm reading the guidelines in the binders set forth. On this day and
1: you know why because you know we we didn't we didn't we didn't rehash the gamestop stuff and we really should be you know giving him more credit for the for explaining everything about that stuff
0: you know it's funny because I, I I've thought about that I think our friend John is the only one who can come on the podcast without having to clear it with HR I mean it like I know I, <laughs> I, I, I have a friend who works. he who- is the HR. I have a friend who works for the New Jersey Devils, and she's like, yeah, you know, I just have to clear it with HR. You know, my friend over at Warner Brothers, he's like, well, yeah, I would just have to clear it with HR. My friend John, who works at Apple, same thing. They're like, well, if we talk about this or this, or if we just use this name, and I don't, you know. But I would. I would love to have All Star on to explain, okay, I love Elizabeth Warren. She's putting this bill forward. I don't understand it. Can you dumb it down so I get <laughs> right. it? But we can't say, you know, oh, this is our friend Tom, who we can just yeah. say, you know, he went to the safety school, Yale. You know, he's a semi-OK defenseman, and uh, but oh. but you know, yeah. Beth, uh thank you for indulging me in these last couple of hours. A big shout out again, as always, to Joe. who Absolutely. Yep. We had a twenty-minute a 20-minute FaceTime with him, <laughs> like, like, on FaceTime, you know, my, my laptop facing the, the mixer, which I've been using for the last four podcasts, but for some reason I couldn't get work. And the patience that he has with me uh, between that, between, you know, sticking on with Bashir for the sideshow, with the Indulgent Theater, you know, thank you as always, Joe, but, Biff, thank you for indulging me, and uh, I'll leave you the final word. Yeah, don't forget.
1: Scratch tickets are for me. Lend me a buck and I'll win big. I'll win you a house. I'll win you a home. Give me a dollar and I'll rip your bum. Megabucks, Miss Millions, the lottery. Ain't for me. Make a
0: bus. Mass millions. The lottery
2: in my cup of tea. Scratch tickets are for me. Give me a book and I
1: will make a win you house. Win you home. Give me a dollar. I'll rip your mind.
0: Oh. to